Welcome to The Naked Point of View, where our conversations bear it all. I'm your host, Dee Dee Croslin. The Naked Point of View is a podcast based on the extraordinary connections and stories I've experienced for my 20 years in the intimate apparel industry. I'll be having inclusive, educational, and sometimes funny conversations with people making a difference in the world of image, of the mind, and as an always evaluated body. Our interviews will host a range of people in fashion, fitness, and wellness who have all made inspiring impacts and talk about some of their struggles to get there to educate us about body and mind positivity. So sit back, enjoy, and listen to us there at all. Hi, everyone. Today is a very special day for me. Today, we're talking to Christine Morton, and as she likes to call herself, designer-in-chief of Christine Lingerie. Christine has designed fine silk and lace, lingerie and loungewear for over 45 years, making her brand a global leader. And she is one of my favorite people in the industry to talk with. Welcome, Christine. Thank you, Didi. What an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, So what I like to do when we start our interview is let's start at the beginning and how you started your company, what inspired you to start it, and was it always about silk, lingerie, and lingerie for you? Well, I started started my company when I was 22 years old. So many years ago, uh, I had taken a a design school uh, for about a year. I'd gone to design school and I loved designing. I love fabrics. Most of all, I loved lace. I love the, uh, the detail and the beauty of lace. So it, um, it kind of evolved from, uh, I guess this, the beginning was making uh, Victorian styled blouses, like really beautiful, uh, lots of pin tucking and lace, uh, silk blouses. And they were you know, at the time they were extremely expensive. And so I realized that I had to find something else to use my lace in. I had collected quite um, uh, a a collection of antique lace and and, uh, wanted somewhere to to be able to to use it. So I started making camisoles and little tap pants. Well, this was in the 70s. So nobody wore camisoles or tap pants. Nobody even knew what they were. <laughs> so it was really quite, uh, you know, it was kind of stepping out, you might say. Uh, teddies, they thought were teddy bears. They'd never heard of a teddy, most most people. But I found some really beautiful uh, 30s lingerie and in uh, different um, um, estate sales and things like that. And so uh, I used those for inspiration. And uh, And I would look in the old Hollywood books of of the uh, the fun old movies and things and uh and just loved creating pieces that were quite unique and so i i took those to new york uh early on and um and was very well accepted it was very well accepted collection there was uh really beautiful little rosebuds and details on on each piece <clears throat> so that was sort of the the beginning of uh, the, the brand starting to grow as a lingerie brand. But at the same time, I still had this love of um, <clears throat> the blouses and that kind of look. And in the 80s, when I got married, I put together a bridal collection. And so that was uh, uh, actually my bridesmaids, each gown was different and they were silk chiffon lined in rose color. So they looked like really beautiful gowns. And uh, 
that was my first bridal collection. My little flower girl, her dress was in there too. <clears throat> so I started selling that at uh, Saks and Neiman's and, and Bergdorf's. And, and Not so, a bad start. <laughs> a really good start. <laughs> it was so beautiful. You know, I had, and then, and then after that, I, I started making the blouses again and making afternoon tea dresses. And, uh, you know, I had windows and barneys and, and wow. these beautiful pieces. I mean, they were really, uh, they were really quite gorgeous. So uh, that was sort of the way I built my brand. It was really around my love of lace and my, my love of texture and really fine fabrications. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I mean, it was so successful so early on. That's amazing. Um, and you know, one thing that uh, we talk about here is about body image. And it's also why I kind of restarted the Naked Point of View podcast, um, years of impactful stories like yourself. Um, I've heard from people about body image. And I can imagine with you having decades of experience and feedback with your consumers, um, has it, it must have impacted your evolution of design influence. What was your process year after year, not only focusing on trend, but also on body positive image when you're doing your designs? Well, I think, I think for me, I always felt that the most important thing for a woman is to feel comfortable. If she's going to feel beautiful, she must feel comfortable. And uh, I, my, tagline is I love to make women look and feel beautiful inside and out you know mm -hmm. so when I'm designing and and as I progress of course over the years um, I think uh, initially it's the feeling of the silk and and the you know the laces I would choose would have to be very soft laces nothing scratchy uh, the the cut of the silk is a bias cut so it kind of skims over the body and it and it fits very well yeah it does you know, as, as years go by, you, you learn how to cut that so that you can fit a larger woman and, um, and adjust your tucks and your fit because, uh, and also use a stretch silk, which helps as well to, to, to make the fit, uh, you know, it's not a knit. So you're, you're, you have restrictions you're working within. And yet when women put them on, put my gowns on, they go, oh, this is like, I will never go back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never go back. Sleeping in silk is like sleeping in butter. Let's just be real. <laughs> yeah. But also cut on the bias has definitely been something that's been truly special for you and, and something that you've done all these years. And, you know, as we're all watching the fashion industry undergo massive changes in the world right now, as we can imagine, um, how have you been infected by the pandemic? And what are the kind of changes that you're thinking of for your company going forward? Well, initially all our stores closed and uh, most yeah. of them are still closed. So we actually had to lay off most of our staff. Fortunately, our stores, um, some of them do work from home. So we were able to keep production going and I had a skeleton staff on part-time. And uh, I mean, they've just absolutely been amazing. Alina Chang, who's my production supervisor has been driving back and forth and going to, uh, going to different uh, people's homes to pick up and deliver and and work work at the studio as well and you know there's a certain amount of anxiety for her in even doing that and yet she's continued raymond raymond lee who is in charge of my company 
you know, he's in there all the time and speaking to people and, and making sure that things are running smoothly. And, um, and then there's Katrina in New York, who I know you're familiar with. And yes, very. She's been going, doing a marvelous job with their social media. And uh, so that's been, that's been kind that's been quite exciting actually, because we, we launched a website uh, in February, a new e-commerce website. And so we have been able to promote that during this time. And that really has kept us going. And uh, we've, we've quite enjoyed seeing, you know, being able to deal more closely with our customer and, um, and see the reaction from that. So that, that has really helped us a lot. The changes, you know, after, you know, two, two and a half months of this, it gives you a chance to think a lot about what you could do differently. When you see how different things can are, things are right now, they're so different. And um, I think one of the things I've really uh, found important going forward is to focus on smaller collections and bring back some of my uh, archival laces that I've uh, collected over the years and make really special one of a kind. So it's almost going back to my roots. And I'm quite inspired to, to, uh, to work more closely uh, with, um, with the customer and, and with you know, our top stores to, to, you know, it wouldn't be a mass market thing because there's not, there's, there's not the, um, uh, the quantities, but, but really to go back to what I was doing earlier as I spoke off, you know, and, and, uh, and do some of these pieces that are so, were so loved then. Um, I do think that um, the business will change in that we will perhaps not be going to New York for some time to show our collections and things like that. So it, it will, it will be different. That's what I was actually going to ask you because I was reading some articles um, with the business of fashion and uh, they're an excellent um, source of information. And I was just wondering, you know, with you and a lot of designers, are you going to be letting go of the typical seasons? Are you going to be designing differently in terms of instead of just having your fall season and your spring season, will you be changing that up and, and will that affect I definitely think we would be changing that. I don't feel uh, then the, I would like to change the, uh, the way we are showing our collection. I would prefer to do some sort of podcasts, uh, like virtual fashion shows for, for our buyers. I would like to work more closely with them uh, to, you know, to really, be you know when you're working at retail which i haven't done for many years and we've spent a couple of months doing that you realize how important every customer is and how hard it is you know to work with that customer so you really appreciate your stores i think definitely so do. i really think it would be would I'd, I'd like to work more closely with them in uh being able to create things that are quite unique that they're able to 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 sell and also to show it show them uh in a different way and to um, I don't know, just, uh, there's definitely going to be uh, a different way of doing things. 
No, I agree. And I think everything is adaptable. And I think everyone's open to being adaptable. But speaking of change, you kind of started something new prior to uh, the pandemic. Um, you actually launched a new men's silk collection called Morton. Um, and it was it's going to launch this fall. Uh, can you tell us more about that? I'm really excited because I want to buy a lot of the pieces for my husband and get him out of his sweats. So. <laughs> I'm so excited about this line. <laughs> I know. It's gorgeous. It's in honor of my husband who passed away recently. So it, it really is close to my heart. And uh, we did a photo shoot uh, with, it, with, it, with a gentleman uh, in our last photo shoot. And oh my gosh, I was so excited to see it on, on a, you know, a man because we, had, we didn't really have a fit model. We were just using, using the... Could have used Raymond. <laughs> yeah, Raymond wasn't keen. <laughs> and so, uh, and and everyone that was at the show was at the the photo shoot was going, oh, oh, I have to have one of these. And oh my gosh, look at this. Anyway, we've done uh, a man's silk pajama, uh, a waffle robe. Now I don't know if you remember our waffle, but it was a very um, strong fabric that we had a number of years ago. And I decided it's a pure silk waffle. And so I've made a man's kind of smoking jacket, you know, robe that um, in, in black, in waffle, black satin lapels and, and satin pockets. And things. I mean, it's very luxurious. You really and went back to traditional with all of the silhouettes, like the boxer, the pant, the, the exactly what you're saying, the smoking jacket. And, you know, that's kind of it was something that was so big you know, even in the 90s and in the 80s yeah. and prior to, and then it kind of just got lost. And I always have people asking me, do you, do you know where we can find silk boxers? So this is really exciting. Yeah, I, I think it is. And so let's talk about the future. So as I say, the show must go on and there are still a lot of up and coming entrepreneurs and creative design people that are building their brands. So with all of your experience, what advice would you have for them at this point in time? Well, it's a very uh, challenging marketplace it's a challenging uh career i would say and uh i think that you have to be very passionate about what you do yes and that is i think the most important thing um is to really find find something that you uh that you just love and um and build that um, um my my thought is to to make a life that you can fall in love with you know, oh i love that i just i just think uh you know you're just beginning and there's years ahead and and uh just just go for it you know if if you have that passion that's really what you want to do because it's uh it's not easy it's not easy but there's a lot of rewards for sure oh that's really good so something that's really exciting that I'm excited to receive, I'm going to be getting it, I think in the mail anytime soon, um, is you started a separate initiative. And I think that this is so impactful for what you're doing for your company. You've been inspired to give back by making silk masks and all the proceeds are going to be going to the Greater Vancouver Food Bank. Tell us more about that. Well, we had, uh, you know, just seen the need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have so many beautiful prints and I just thought, why not use them? You know, why not use them for something like that? Uh, I do feel that masks are going to be around for a year or so anyway. And, oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think so. And the people that have um, that have bought it, the feedback I'm getting is they're just, 
they're just loving them. They're so comfortable to wear. And uh, they're, they're very, you know, silk is so soft against your skin. So it, it, it would just be the same on your face. So it was, it was an easy idea. And I was all excited. And then we went to product, you know, then we went and put, gave it to Katrina. I'm sure you saw on social media, she did such a fabulous job. And um, she did, you know, she went out to Soho, like, with, with all the empty streets and everything. And and photographed. I mean, it was quite incredible for her. And uh, anyway, she came back with some beautiful shots. But um, but then but then she launched it, and our website just went crazy. You know, we had the most people we'd ever had, and then we started getting these orders. Well, Alina has been going, you know, top speed trying to keep up with orders. So that's why you're having to wait a few days for your... I don't mind. I don't mind at all. It's all going to charity, which so is I'm very So I'm very important. excited that, um, that we're going to be able to give, give the proceeds away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that it's important to say that um, it is silk against your face, but then there's a filter and then silk on the outside as well. So it's not, so, you know, cause I find that some people are just rushing to make these masks. And when you don't have that filter, you're kind of breathing it in and out, in and out. And uh, it's definitely high quality as per all the things that you do. Um, so, and again, everything is hundred percent going to the Greater Vancouver Food Bank. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know what, on a personal note, um, I know this past year has been very hard for you personally and uh, your husband has passed away. And would you like to share your story about him? Uh, yeah. Um, well, David was my best friend, my lover for almost 50 years. And, um, uh, and he, he was ill the last couple of years of his life. And uh, very, very difficult um, uh, time. Uh, it was uh, something that called Lewy body dementia, which is a, a type of condition where you lose your uh, you lose your physical abilities as well as your mental capacities. And so, you know, we really decided when we got we knew that what was coming that uh, we would walk into this together, and that we weren't going to let it take away our joy. We were going to just be. Um, just be thankful for every day that we could have together. So it was quite, uh, it was quite a wonderful time in a lot of ways. And when I look back at it, um, there's no sense of anxiety that things were missed. It was just, uh, it's just, it's very sad for me. It's very sad for me, of course. And so, um, the last couple of months of COVID has actually been a gift for me in a way because I've been able to just let go of everything and, and just be home, which I've always had to work. <laughs> um, and so I've been working in my garden and building, um, uh, growing all different things and, and, and I'm, I'm actually building a studio at home so that I can uh, uh, create from my home. And I'm finding that, uh, I guess having you know, been so focused as a caregiver for, for a few years, uh, this, this rest and this, um, in a sense, 
a freedom to create is has been really stimulating for me and uh and so i'm actually really excited about the business and the future of it and uh and i'm looking forward to um uh just a a, a different life you know a different life it's uh uh so it's 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 certainly um you know he was a very dear man and he's very missed but he he we we had a wonderful life together and so it's a uh it's all it's all well, good. and you know i just want to say knowing you for many many years now more than 10 um just watching you go through that you are truly such an inspiration of strength of love of passion and for you to kind of, as everyone is recognizing and pivoting, you know, there's someone who's going to learn from your story. Um, you're pivoting and you're making the best of it and you're building and you're creating. And just like you said to the young, uh, advice to the young entrepreneurs, do what makes you, makes your passion thrive and, and live your passion. And I'm so proud of you for, for getting through all of this and, and, and continuing to thrive and continuing to give us the gift of your art with your brand and um i'm just so uh, grateful for you to share that story so thank you and thank you for this interview as well it's been such a joy chatting with you um, well, I, take, I take what i said uh, to heart what i said to the young designers make a life that you can fall in love with and that's what i'm doing is is making a new life that i can fall in love with as much as the last one perhaps that's incredible and i know that everyone's probably fallen in love with you and they want to follow you <laughs> So how can people find you and find Christine Lingerie? ChristineLingerie.com and uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and that's my website. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Christine. You know I love and adore you and we'll be chatting with all of you soon. Thanks, oh, you're, everyone. You're great, Dee Dee. Thank you so much. You're just thank a pleasure you. to talk to. If you like today's podcast and has left you wanting more, check us out at thenakedpointofview.com to hear how more of my inspiring guests are making impact on body and mind positivity. If you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. And speaking of which, if you want to reach out, we always want to know more about what you'd like to hear from us. So you can find us on social media at The Naked Point of View on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. Or you can email us at thenakedpointofview at gmail.com. I'm Dee Dee Croslin, and thank you for listening to us. Bear it all.